Welcome to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Ben Kirchival. I'm Chip Patterson. And gentlemen, uh, this is, I guess, right now, right about now. Uh, and I don't mean to, to bring it up in a sad way because it, it does transition. But it, we are recording here. It is 1218 on the East Coast on a Thursday, which means that whatever the, you know, 314 first round game in Spokane would probably be going right now. So, you know, we just go. But we can bring you some some March Madness and some Bracket Madness. And it is in the form of our 90s pop songs bracket. Tom, Ben, how are we doing? I I just tweeted. I said this year I finally knew what Channel True TV was. Like I remembered. But I don't need to. Sad. Unless you want to watch Practical Jokers. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Day, what are we, day five of quarantine? Day six. It's all blending started, together. I, yeah, I've, I've started – and when you work from home, so a lot of people around the country are starting to get this work from home in, in successive days really for the first time, maybe ever. Obviously, all of us know what that's like. Other than in college football season, like we know when Saturday is. But every other day, it is a total toss-up on whether I'm going to know if it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday or, or whatever it is. And then obviously when you couple this on top of it, uh, I don't know what day it is. I finally shaved my apocalypse beard. I mean, it had been going like pretty strong. <laughs> and uh, But the nice thing is, Sarah, my fiance and I, we have done a lot of apartment cleaning. We've done a lot of baking. So we've been like home-ecking it up really hard over nice. the past week. And that has been productive. Very impressive. Um, ben, yeah. as you you know, friends of the podcast know, uh, Ben, excellent college football work at CBS Sports, cbsports.com. He was uh, the man on the scene with all the breakdowns for the XFL. And, uh, and, and now you have been tasked and you have put in the, the hard sweat labor and, and prepared your men like you've you've got to guard your mentions with a sword when we talk about something yeah. as uh, as as opinionated as music and the '90s pop music bracket that it's up and running on CBSSports.com. We told you about it uh, on the first podcast of the week, and we are going to circle back up next week to review some of the results. We've got the first round completed in two of our regions so far: the radio region and the MP3 region, the CD region, and the the cassette region are open for voting on Thursday. So those of you who are listening to this, you probably still have time to, to go and vote in some of those, um, in some of those regions. The it's, I like this Ben, at least in terms of, you know, the way that we are responding to some of the fans, because it is a 64, uh, song bracket and it has some, some qualifications, right? So you've, you've got to have been, a number one uh, hit on the Billboard Hot 100 at some point in the 90s to even make the field. And then uh, our seating process was based on how many weeks you had at number one. And so, I Ben, I look at it and I'm like, man, this is 
This is something that, uh, you know, if you have an issue with the songs selected or if you have an issue with the seating of the songs, then you really can only blame yourself because it has been us all along that have been seating this bracket. Look at, look at yourself in the mirror, America. This is what you asked for when you listened to those songs. Because, and you mentioned that you had to be a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. If you go 64 songs down into that, there are songs, Chip, that have been a number one hit for more than a week, right? Let's say they've been a number hit for two, maybe even three weeks, and you still didn't qualify just based on the fact that the number of selections are what they are. You only have so many spots to fill. So you're looking through and, and you can look at like uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit a song that absolutely defined the decade, changed rock music forever by one of the biggest bands in the history of the genre, not on the, not on the bracket, not on the list. Didn't have a number one hit for, you know, for successive weeks. So they're not on there. And when you have guidelines like that, it gives you a real nice basic structure that you can work off of, that it's not just totally subjective. It's not just me saying, here are the 64 best songs from the 1990s. Cause that would basically space hog would be like every number one seed for every region. Like that would be my, <laughs> that would be my, my nineties music bracket. And, uh, but at the same time you omit a lot of really awesome songs. And look, I'm a child of the nineties. You're a child of the nineties. Tom's a child of the great depression, but that's like <laughs> something else. But but like I grew up in the 90s, so I listened to 90s music. My dad was and still is in radio, and part of the ownership of, of the radio station that he worked for was a top 40 station, it was WVAQ. So it was always on in the car, and whenever I would go into work with him, it's always on the, the PA system in the radio station. So a lot of these songs I remember, but one thing I did not realize was Mariah Carey had like a dozen number one hits. Oh, God, yeah. She had a ton. I didn't realize that. She owned that decade, man. Owned it. I mean, I know saw like soft adult contemporary was big. Holy cow! I forgot how big it was. Goodness gracious! If you had, because every song in the '90s had chimes at the beginning of it. That's how you knew it was about to drop. <laughs> you had like this the little shingle of chimes yeah. that would go down. You're like, oh man, Mariah Carey's about to bust it out. And that's what it was. So why do you why do you think the the and the, I will all right, so I am uh I was born late eighties, uh Games. mid to late eighties, and I I'll, so I why will are you so afraid to say the year. nineteen eighty seven. How about it? <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you go. It's a couple couple the same year as appetite for destruction. That's what I always identify. Uh, He's worried like the nineteen eighty six heads are gonna come get him if he says nineteen eighty six. Yeah, dude. You know, I don't know, man. Uh all right, so Tom, I this is why I defer to you. Why do you think that uh why do you think this soft rock and like soft, like easy contemporary music had such a moment in the nineties? First of all, I was born sometime between 1980 and 1990, but I don't, I mean, I, I, I had you as like 75. What? No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I just think, I don't know, man. I feel like, I don't think it was like a moment. Cause I think if we go back through musical history, there's always been that kind of softer pop rockish kind of thing. I think what it probably was, was 
heading into the 90s is kind of like we saw with TV where, you know, all of a sudden you had you went from like having four networks to having, you know, like cable television and anything you could want. We kind of saw that same thing with radio where with FM becoming a real thing, there was, you know, there was a radio station for every single taste now. And I think that just kind of pushed and they probably just saw, you know, based on record sales that the kind of adult contemporary stuff was selling well because adults were the ones with money. Well, so this is that is a fantastic bridge into uh into the the biggest news of the 90s pop music bracket so far because we've mentioned Mariah Carey, the uh the the absolute capital D diva with nearly a dozen number 1 hits. Uh Boys to Men, another anchor of the the Billboard Hot 100. They teamed up for a uh, R&B banger, One Sweet Day. Just crushed uh, the Billboard charts. Just absolutely tore them down. But just like Virginia, the number one overall seed in the 2018 NCAA tournament, One Sweet Day has fallen. There has been an upset. Adult contemporary goes down, and it happens at the hands of three uh, slightly uh, pubescent young men slightly pubescent. well i was gonna say prepubescent but didn't they range like 18 there was, 15 there was the one that had definitely hit puberty because he was like 6 10 while the other two were like 5 3 yeah yeah, yeah. he was the guitarist right we were because yeah. we were youngest on drums was probably like so uh I, I, 11 or I something remember, yeah so there was and it, i'm I cannot believe off the top of my head. I know this. It was Zach on the drums. <laughs> it was it was Taylor. It was Taylor uh, Hanson on the keyboard and lead vocals. And then there was the guy who was already shaving <laughs> on guitar and definitely ha- definitely had the low voice. Like the other two guys, you know, they had it hadn't quite dropped uh, as far as the the vocals were concerned. They were they were still hitting like high altos, but he was. Uh, He's definitely like already sporting dad jeans, and uh, yeah, he was he was way more mature. With, I, and he's the only one that I don't remember his name. Uh, with fifty-seven percent of the votes, Hanson's Mbop takes down One Sweet Day. Uh, ben, Ben, you re- you called your shot a little bit when you were laying yeah. it out. Um, I I guess for like your reaction there, and then also were there any others? Uh, as, as like the, you were laying out the seating, were there any other times where you recognized that maybe a fan favorite was going to end up criminally underseated the way that Mbop was as a 16? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And so this was my sort of general observation was we, we just talked about how like adult soft rock contemporary hits really dominated the, the boards, but that doesn't always translate into the people who are on Twitter and the people who are going to vote in this type of thing. And music is so subjective where, you know, something that was really popular, you know, 25, 30 years ago at the time may not have the same historical significance as something that is seated much lower and was obviously still a number one hit and still a number one hit for successive weeks, three, four, five weeks or whatever it was, um, but one that just has more cultural relevance you know two three decades later and umbop was was obviously one of those selections and so again when you when you compare it side by side in terms of weeks at number one obviously one sweet day 
absolutely crushed it. But when you like, if you were just to look at it, take away the seating, and you were to say one sweet day in Umbach, Chip, which which is the one that you remember? It's uh, Umbach. Well, I mean, sure, okay, I can rock with that. Yeah. Okay, all right, you might have known one sweet day, but I'm saying like, if you were to say, if you were to put those two songs side by side, which is the one that has more like overall recognition? Our Umbach probably. Because yeah, it's probably. the dumber song. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> it's got like three words. Yeah, and the other two of the three you can't understand. Like yeah. it was just a bunch of like skits gathering. Right, right, and so that was the one that people understood. And so sometimes with these lower seeds, you get the ones that again still number one hits. They still like qualify as songs that everybody knows, but they just have more of kind of a relevance years later to the people who are online and, and on Twitter. And then on top of that, I get the feeling sometimes people will vote on artist over song. Ooh. Like if they liked, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case with Hanson, but like if you liked a certain song, or excuse me, a certain artist, you might just go with them. Like people love Notorious B.I.G. That's another 16-1. They upset the Macarena, which is not difficult because i think macarena really kind of wore out its welcome very very quickly yes <laughs> yeah but right so like that's the other thing is is if you might have been really popular at the time but if that's one of those things where even a year later a year later people were going oh god not this song then it you know came in in a flash and it left in a flash whereas notorious big people years later still revere him as an artist and so people are going to go with that over something that in 1995 couldn't get off of top 40 radio if it tried. If, if you're a huge Hanson fan, are you a Stanson? Yes. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, and, and have you followed the the lives and careers of all three of them since? Uh, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one of them's got to be an accountant. <laughs> It's the guitarist. Yeah. It's the old, it's the old. He was one. actually an accountant when the song came out. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he's actually partnering. Now he's a partner in the firm that he was working He actually, H and R Block, the H stands for Hanson. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't know that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people Learned don't know something that. here. Was there yeah. a second Hanson hit? No. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, and this is, uh, I want, uh, in the results, when you mention voting for artist over song, I cannot tell you um, how the song That's the Way Love Goes sounds in my head. I can tell you Angel you of Mine by Monica. Yes, please sing it for me. But 66% over 34% Janet Jackson takes down Monica. I wonder if that's just Janet Jackson love. No, that's yeah. the song. Sing, sing That's the Way Love Goes. I don't have it in my head right now. I'm not singing that. Um, <clears throat> that's no. I'm not singing. I'm just, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing on this freaking podcast. <laughs> and the 15 minute mark. Note. <laughs> uh, all right, let's review the. We're not talking about college football, so I just go into regular conversational matter. Hey, this is this is what the people are coming for. So let's let's review uh, some of the let's review the the radio region first round results. Uh, you can go see them on CBSSports.com college football page. It's right there on the homepage. 
uh, 90s pop song bracket. All right. Uh, we mentioned Mbop, 16 seed, takes down one seed, one sweet day. Uh have you ever really loved a woman? Brian Adams, the nine seed, takes down eight seed Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. Uh, Creep, the, the 12 seed that by TLC, takes down I Do It For You by Brian Adams with a, with a real... By the way, Brian Adams also a uh, lot of appearances in this bracket. Uh, yep. Creep, 63% to 37%, 12 seed over a five. We mentioned That's the Way Love Goes. A lot pretty much dominance over Monica's Angel of Mine. That is a four seed, That's the Way Love Goes. Uh, the six seed, Take a Bow by Madonna, wins handily over the 11 seed, Because I Love You by Stevie B. Um, let's see. Then we've got, oh, man, I swear. What a strong, uh, strong song and a strong I performance. The Stars in the Sky. The three seed, I swear, by all for one, 72% of the votes takes down Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract. Uh, then we've got Boys to Men, and again, all over this place, beats out J-Lo. I mean, J-Lo even, you know, with the with the Super Bowl and, and with the year that she's had, both on screen and, and in music, did the the J Lo hive didn't show up for this one as much as uh, the boys to men as as much as the the boys to men peeps uh, on bended knee sixty four percent seven seed advances over the ten seed J Lo and then something about the way you look tonight Elton John seventy four percent they is a two seed taking down the fifteen seed love takes time so anything Ben from the uh, anything from the radio region outside of some of those matchups that we've mentioned that surprised you? So, first of all, there's only one Brian Adams song that I like, and it's the one that lost. So, the I, uh, everything I do, I do it for you, because that's the one that is just so bad it's good. And, uh, yeah, that one, freaking ballad, didn't get it done. But I feel like that was a bad matchup, because Creep, Chip, is I think a juggernaut. Is, is a juggernaut, I think it's TLC's best song, even before Waterfalls and No Scrubs. And I got to be honest, I think it's going to make a Cinderella run. Not necessarily because it's like this amazing song. I like it. But because I think it gets that nice uh, matchup, you know, I feel like it's path to the out of the first weekend, maybe out of the Sweet 16, sets up pretty favorably for it. So I feel like Creep as a 12 seed might be able to make a little bit of a run. And that was the thing that I was thinking about coming into this was I feel like some higher seeds are really going to have a chance here. And that's one of them for sure. Tom, you like see anything? TLC's got a good chance to get a few songs deep, though. Like we could be chanting TLC like we would chant SEC. Oh. This thing's done. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> as far as results, I mean, I voted for Rush Rush. That lost. I voted for Creep. That one. I voted for That's the Way Love Goes. That one. I voted for Take a Bow, although that really wasn't about the song. Because as far as Madonna songs go, I've always felt like that was one of her weaker songs. I agree. But it did come out at a time in my life where the video for that song, very strong. <laughs> uh, I swear. I liked Opposites Attract, but I could not deny the power of I swear. And I then swear. I meant- that yeah. changed like that changed like high school dances forever. Yeah, that was that's, that's a staple. Yeah. And then on bended knee, I mean, you know, that's it's boys to men, but that was their big kind of that song was on the radio for like five years straight. You want to talk then, about music videos? 
You ever notice how like every boys to men video has some like some strange glow up filter on it? Yes. Every single one. Yes. Well, Everyone, they were behind some kind of. What was the lighting on those things? Well, they just it's like figured when, when it they out. Went to the fisheye with Puffy, like that was their brand was to have like yeah. that weird kind of glow. Yeah. Also, all of those guys needed a tailor. Every last one. Of them. <laughs> those guys were wearing dress shirts that they found at like Salvation Army. Man, they were just they were two sizes too big, and they were wearing it. They were wearing blue with like like a brown striped tie and i'm sitting there going bro what are you doing none of what none of this seems right it was the but, 90s man yeah <laughs> there were no laws what so, no so, so 90s you just pieced things together for a three-piece suit like you just went into a bin listen man just, come come the late 90s i was wearing jeans that were like a foot and a half wide per leg you know what i'm saying i can't be judging what other people were what, wearing. what were those called J- jinkos jinkos oh man yeah. uh, the pockets that were like you could fit a laptop in like yeah i was putting my chemistry book in my back pocket of my <laughs> jeans like you Walking had the hallway yeah you you uh-huh. had the like the the tight slickness of 80s had rubber band the other way and you just wanted to be loud you just wanted to be like as as like colorful and loud and and big and who cares uh if this is uh this two sizes too big i do i do like your call about the lighting because it definitely seems like the uh fisheye lens something that they figured out and because we didn't have the the taglines on songs yet, Maybach music, you just had to do it in your music video. So respect yeah. to the hustle, uh, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, coming up on the other side, we will break down the results from the MP3 region and preview what's to come, the songs and the matchups that you can vote on. Next. Welcome to the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. Do me a favor and blink, please. Did you blink? That's how fast the Major League Baseball season went in 2020. The postseason is already upon us. Whether it's baseball news, you want NFL, college football, water polo, chess, movies, if there's a story, we'll have it covered every weekday, five days a week. Just subscribe and download on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever else you find your podcasts. No BS. No soft tosses, no hot takes. You know, it's always business. It's nothing personal. Hey guys, this is Brian Campbell, and along with Luke Thomas, we are the hosts of Morning Combat, your one-stop shop for all things combat sports. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll hit you up with a brand new episode looking at the biggest headlines in boxing, mixed martial arts, and so much more. That's not to mention bonus content every Tuesday and Thursday, featuring interviews with the biggest names, dissected fight breakdowns, and even a little ridiculousness from time to time. We surely take the fight game seriously, but never ourselves, so why not Give us a try for all your combat needs before and after the big fights. It's Morning Combat. Download and subscribe today wherever you consume fine audio. So you mentioned the uh, the Macarena, the one seed in the MP3 region, falls at the hands of the 16 seed Hypnotize. Uh, 
run through it real quick. We got a close matchup. Livin' La Vida Loca in the 8-9, the 9 seed, takes down Meatloaf's I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, 55-45. to 45. Then in the 5-12, we've got another 12 seed. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, the uh, the Bruce Willis just uh, <laughs> for like the, the well, Armageddon. Ben like driving yeah. the car down <laughs> Tyler's leg. Yeah, 67% uh, can't help falling in love over the five seed. Can't help falling in love with you by UB40. Um, I will, that seems like a late 90s versus early 90s matchup that did not fare well for, uh, for UB40. Oh, my goodness. The Crossroads by Bone Thugs. That's got to be another one that we got to look at. There have been some teams that have made deep runs in the real NCAA tournament from the four line. Crossroads at the four seed, 75 to 25 over Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? Uh, the Sign, Ace of Base, banger. 61% winner against Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. Ay. Right, not, not great. <laughs> not just, just hoping R. Kelly gets out of here as quick as possible. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we can't. I mean, I mean, honestly, should I judge the thirty nine percent that stuck with it, or is that separate yes. art from the artist? We got to at least no. like allow them that. No, I can judge. No, you can totally judge. Okay. That's a. Uh, it's not even R. Kelly's best song. You, if you hit me with a little bit of remix to ignition, I can at least be like, okay. You know, I, I, I can separate a little bit there. You're going to get bump and grind? Yeah. No. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I do, actually, in this yeah. case. There's, uh, a lot, there's a lot wrong with But it. like you said, too, the sign is a banger, so the sign should win regardless it's on merit. of R. Kelly's extracurriculars. One of the most dominant performances of the first round in the 90s pop song bracket was already uh, a strong performer heading into it. And this is what, you know, we've talked about early 90s versus late 90s, what's going to play well on Twitter. Well, Jump by Crisscross thumped New Kids on the Block step by step, 80 to 20. Uh, so Crisscross advances on to the next round. Then we've got Vision of Love by Mariah Carey, 65 to 35 over R. Kelly and Celine Dion's I'm Your Angel. And then... Smooth uh, by Santana featuring Rob Thomas takes down Mr. Big to be with you 75 to 25. Uh, I guess, Tom, you first here. Which of these matchups uh, stood out to you? Uh, I mean, I, I, I voted for I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. I love that song. I think that song is better than live in La Vida Loca. I'm disappointed that it lost. I would have had it losing in the second round to hypnotize either way, but I do think it deserved to move on. I don't really have a problem with any of the other results besides that one, though. I was pretty much in line. This was not this was not a close bracket. This was filled mostly with a lot of blowouts. You know, like the smallest margin aside from that 8-9 seed was, what, 20 points? Yeah. This was this was a, this was a set of blowouts, and I pretty much agree with them. I think that the, the right teams or the right songs won out here. Ben? Yeah, I, I would mostly agree with that. I uh, I voted again. I voted for "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" by UB40 over "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" by Aerosmith. Not because I love UB40. I don't think British reggae is really my jam. <laughs> but I voted against that Aerosmith song, like on principle, like out of hatred. I voted against that song. And it won emphatically, 
and I don't think it will advance super far because it's it's like Aerosmith. I look back through, and I think it's Aerosmith's only number one hit on the on the Hot 100, and that feels wrong to me. Like that feels dirty, it's not only because the song is bad, but because like Tom was saying, some of these you know you associate the music video to it, like that has its own cachet and its own way of influencing how some of these votes are going. And there's just something weird about Steven Tyler singing this song to a music video of Ben Affleck kind of getting dirty with his daughter. (laughs) And I know that Liv Tyler was the subject of a lot of Aerosmith videos in the 90s once, you know, she uh, became a woman. Uh, But that whole dynamic always felt just a little off to me. It felt very... Not to get too political, it felt very Ivanka Trumpish, and I was never okay with that. So, shout out to the crying video. Yeah, yes, <laughs> big shouts to the crying video. Big shouts. Uh, and I think that I don't want to miss a thing. Probably got uh, that's a TRL video, right? Like, yes. not not very only high. were we linked to a massive summer blockbuster. Like head, you know, big big stars across the board, disaster movies, which you know very very trendy. Uh, but also, it was just getting continuing to get cycled there uh, in that in that TRL world where the videos just every single day uh, be being just sort of uh, it gets TRL got everyone's attention and then like continued to reinforce the uh, whatever song was going to be popular, even if it wasn't as good as you mentioned as the rest of the Aerosmith uh, catalog, it certainly was going to end up getting a lot of attention from uh, from the people who are going to end up voting on Twitter. Okay, I'm going to say that from the... So we got to talk about Smooth. What is the ceiling for Smooth? Uh, it could... It could lose in the next round. I don't think it will. I think that in a way we talk about like the impact of the song itself and the video. I think in a way smooth in this Twitter world kind of became a meme on its own in a way. So I think just that kind of internet culture with the song could end up pushing that one pretty quickly. So it, it, I mean, it could go, it could advance ironically. You know what I'm saying? It could, it could advance because people are like, Oh man, it's a hot one. You know, like they could just do that. But I think based on merit, you get to like this, the sweet 16, let's say it gets past um, vision of love by Mariah Carey, which I would imagine that it would, you're either going up against the sign or jump. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think those are two bona fide hits. They still slap smooth because it's such a caricature like to me, it's either gonna win in its own blowout because people are just so committed to the meme cause, or it's finally gonna lose on the fact that it's an inferior song to to either of those other choices. It's Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> so that means it's gonna lose uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go into like next weekend, but. Smooth. I don't know that I have it. Yeah, smooth is the ironic. Uh, the like, <laughs> they're gonna run into a heavyweight, just like Gonzaga runs into like a three seed Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen and loses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, way more NBA talent on crisscross uh, than the Rob Thomas and Santana. <laughs> All right, so these are the these are the 
the regions that you can vote for right now, first round matchups, uh, the CD region. Um, <laughs> number one seed, I will always love you. Going up against the 16 seed, Lisa Loeb stay. Ooh. Ooh. We've already had yeah. two 16 over ones. That's going to get dicey. Uh, eight seed, save the best for last. Vanessa Williams going up against the nine seed, too close. Five seed, black or white. Michael Jackson going up against the 12 seed, uh, No Diggity by Blackstreet. Another dangerous 12 seed. Dream Lover, four seed Mariah Carey going up against Believe. Uh, don't forget that uh, that Cher brought autotune to our, everyone's lives. She did it first. Thanks, Cher. Thanks, Cher. <laughs> uh, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan. Um, still slaps. Six seed going up against Hero, an 11 seed. Uh, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton. Oh. What a ballad. Oh, that I hurt listening to unbreak my heart by tony braxton i mean that's that girl was in a lot of pain the uh, I, don't, I don't know i don't know who did it but she's in a lot of i don't, I don't know who hurt you and, and, yeah and, and, and in a weird way are you are you glad would you want to thank them well that's like the what that's like the woman who inspired every rose has its thorn you know she's walking around going like yeah that was about me yeah you know she, it's, it's like a point of bragging that uh, you actually broke uh, Brett Michaels' heart, which if you've ever watched Rock of Love, you realize is impossible to do. So, yeah, there's a little bit of bragging rights associated with that. Um, so, yeah, to the man who broke Tony Braxton's heart, we tip our cap. Thank you very much for, for that. The set- Shout out Rock of Love back when dating shows were real, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was would that be like Rock of Love and Flavor of Love? Which one came first? I think oh, Flavor of Love. Yeah, okay. Flavor I think of, Rock love, of love was better though. Uh, se- seven seed Celine Dion because you loved me. Celine Dion all over this place and mmm, Genie in a bottle at a ten seed Christina Aguilera. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be one to watch as uh, it, because if if Genie in a bottle can pull off a couple wins, boy the bracket opens up. Uh, two seed into the road, more boys to men going up against a fifteen seed emotions. Mariah Carey, boys to men, Mariah Carey all over this. Uh, yeah, ben, like they're together as a one seed, and then here they're against each other as a two and a fifteen. <laughs> ben, anything uh, from the CD region that you're looking forward to to seeing play out on Twitter here in the next uh, next day or so? Yeah, I, I think Genie in a Bottle makes a little bit of a run. Um, Christina Aguilera, look, there was always the Christina or the ex-Tina as, as she rebranded herself in the 2000s. Uh, there was always the ex-Tina-Britney wars. Xtina's got pipes, man. Like she actually She's had the God, much better singer. Yeah, she had God-given talent. And I tell you, this is how we do it. It's going to be one of those, like those power five schools that caught hot, like at the right time in their conference tournament, and all of a sudden they may like make it to the elite eight or final four. They're going to be like, I, I think South Carolina was a lower seeded team where they made it to the final four. But they got a little bit of like South Carolina vibes to me. Cinderius like, Thornwell taking down Duke in Madison Square Garden kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, right. So because like a good song, but maybe a little bit overshadowed. But I feel like when people were like, because remember all of these songs, uh, they have links. So if you go to the story on ZBSports.com, you can go back and you can listen to all these songs if you're uninitiated on any of them. But when you pull up, this is how we do it. 
those 90s Nickelodeon bobs are going to start coming back and that nostalgia is going to hit. Your pupils are going to dilate <laughs> and you're going to vote and you're going to vote for Montel Jordan. Yeah, I, I think we could easily see a regional final here of no diggity versus this is how we do it. Oh, 100%. man. I, I hope so. But it's not in my hands. It's in it's in the hands of uh, of the listeners and the readers. All right. The cassette region also open. Uh, I'll make love to you. Boys to men. That is a one seed and uh, the stats to back it up. Great net ranking right there. But going up against uh, a tough one in uh, in Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. We got Baby Got Back, Sir Mix-A-Lot as an eight seed against The First Night from Monica as a nine seed. Uh, Informer by Snow as a five seed going up against Wannabe. Oh, man, is that going to be another 5-12 upset with the Spice Girls at a 12 seed? Yeesh. I hope not. Uh, Fantasy, more, more Mariah Carey, four seed going up against the 13 seed, No Scrubs. And, uh, and even more TLC over here in this region as Waterfalls gets a six seed TLC three. Is it just three in the, in the field? Yeah, it's just those three. It's Waterfalls, Creep, and uh, No Scrubs. I, you know, I mean, I know we got to see the voting on this. TLC might get some rep. Yeah. They might oh, get yeah. some representation in this, in like second weekend here. And if they don't, Left Eye will burn your house down. <laughs> R.I.P. Rest in, hashtag rest in peace. Left Eye Lopez. Uh, Waterfalls, TLC going up against The Power of Love. More Celine Dion. Uh, I'll Be Missing You, a Puffy, going up against Vogue by Madonna. Ooh, that's a that feels like a low that's seed like, for Vogue, right? Yeah, so Vogue is, and that's, you know, we mentioned um, Take a Bow earlier. That's, we don't feel like that's Madonna's best song. We don't feel like that's her best song. Vogue, because Madonna really like I think hit another I mean she always like reinvented herself but she really hit some strides in the 90s where you look like Vogue and Ray of Light didn't make like the the field or anything but like her late 90s were really strong too Vogue is a jam I, I agree mean, that's that's a real one and if you're going up against Puff Daddy trying to sample the police I will take Vogue any day of the week Yes please get Puffy's I'll be missing you out of here Yeah I I will say uh Puffy's Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, strong song. Interesting matchup going up against Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. Uh, the, the That's s- going to be a real style difference. People are going to really tell you who they are in that, <laughs> in that voting right there. Yeah. That's, there's no in-between on that. Is there a Prince version of that song somewhere? What, Nothing Compares to You? Yeah. No, I think he just wrote it. I don't think he actually ever performed it, did he? No, I, I've never heard a version of Prince performing it, but that's all. That's like part of the 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 Prince like elite songwriter argument is that he had a smash and just kind of like slid it across the table to Sinead O'Connor. It was like, here, why don't you take this one right here? Nothing Compares to You going up against Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. Uh, and then... At the bottom of the bracket, two seed, Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine. Great song. Going up against uh, Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy, uh, a 15 seed. Uh, Ben, what what are some of the the peak spots there in the cassette region that stand out to you? Yeah, so I'm thinking, I think Gangster's Paradise has a real shot. I think we might see three 16 over ones. Uh, And then also... You mentioned Wannabe as a, as a possible 5-12 upset. I, I almost wonder if that has like the opposite effect of 
you know how like we just we talked about smooth as almost like a character of itself, like a meme of itself. I almost wonder if wannabe kind of falls under that same thing. Like I don't like Informer is not a good song. Like I don't what? like it. No, I like it boom is... down. What's that? I said a licky boom boom down. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's not a good song. Wannabe might get past first round. I don't think it gets past second round. Oh, I don't yeah. Think, I think Wannabe is a little bit of a, of a meme of itself. So, I think, not feeling it. I think Fantasy and No Scrubs, which is the 413 paired with, with that 512 in the Greensboro region, uh, the winner of Fantasy No Scrubs advances to the next round, probably. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And those are strong, too, because uh, Mariah Carey... 50 number one hits. Uh, that one's actually probably my favorite. Fantasy is probably my favorite Mariah Carey song. Tom, what stands out to you about the uh, the cassette region? Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see both TLC songs run into each other in the regional final. God, Again, a couple, just, a couple SEC teams, a couple TLC teams. Yeah, I just, I mean, I look at the path. I think Vogue, I, I do hope Vogue gets past Puff, and I do think Vogue and Waterfalls will be a hell of a second round matchup, but I do think Waterfalls would squeeze by, and I definitely think Scrubs, if it gets past Mariah, is definitely getting to the Sweet 16, where it's probably going to run into maybe Baby Got Back, just again, kind of in that vein, or not vein, but just kind of that ironic meme sense and that could be tough but i i really don't think i think that i would consider them both two favorites to get to the elite eight in this bracket tlc that region is the hardest to, to gauge yeah yeah um and you can, again you can go right now to the cover three podcast twitter page at cover three podcast uh to be able to go and vote on those uh we'll be chanting tlc like they chant sec i mean let's we got uh, so many different ways for you can to see how boys to men and Mariah are going to try to flex their their dominance from the 90s, even as they're going up against each other. The the a lot lot of storylines to track here in our uh, 90s pop music bracket, which you can again can go and check out on cbsports.com. Vote at Cover Three Podcast. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Ben Kercheval. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, any any final thoughts as we uh, as we turn this wonderful process over to the listeners and the readers and the viewers so that they can uh, let their voice be heard and play their part in this uh, in this March Madness? Vote your conscience. Yeah, Ben. No, I, I, I yeah I can do it. I, I can work with that. Vote on what you think is is the song that still slaps. And if you're gonna vote like her, her, it's the hot one, and you're just gonna vote smooth all the way to the championship, I don't know that I have time for you. But if you're gonna <laughs> vote based on the fact that you know you think Santana is one of the greatest guitar players of all time, then okay, I can you know I can work with that. So yeah, vote your conscience, vote uh, you know on on merit and if you do that then i if, i tell you what if you do that i think you have a lot of lower seeds in the final four we've got uh the rest of the first round will be this week the second round voting starts monday sweet 16 elite eight will fin- will follow that we'll be back with ben next week to review some of the results and preview uh the the next edition of the voting gentlemen thank you very much thank you cool.
majors down and one to go in 2020. Bryson DeChambeau overpowered his peers at the U.S. Open. Can he carry that into November for a fall edition of the Masters? We're chatting about that and more on the First Cut Golf Podcast, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. We're in your feed week in and week out with tournament previews, picks, interviews, news, and analysis. Join Mark Immelman, Kyle Porter, Greg Ducharme, and myself, Rick Gaiman, as we give you daily fantasy plays, winning bets, and the hottest takes about Bryson, Phil, and Tiger. So what are you waiting for? Come join our group and let's talk golf. Download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere else podcasts are found.